My name is Bryce Kala, and I'm a dreamer. Both waking and sleeping, my rich and vivid imagination has been keeping life interesting since I was very little. So I'm going to share those dreams with you, and I'd love for you to share your dreams with me. Let's do this together in a little place that I like to call Somewhere in Dream World. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Somewhere in Dreamworld podcast, the podcast about all things dreams. It has been a long, long hiatus, but we're back. And by we, I mean me, and by me, I mean Bryce Kala. I am not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but I am your host, and I do love dreams. This episode 11 could have been brought to you by Concepts. That's right, if you have an abstract idea, a general notion, or something intangible and you're attempting to explain it, you need a noun, and that noun that you need, my friends, is concept. And if you take that concept and you pluralize it, you receive... Concepts. Thank you, Concepts, for your contribution to the Somewhere in Dream World podcast. Well, my friends, I have so much to say. There's news. There's music. This is going to be a musical episode. So uh, if you're looking forward to hearing more dreams, submit those dreams. Remember, you can always email your dreams to podcast at midnightnotion.com or you can call them in at 612-643-0944. Those number, that number and the email Always accepting dream submissions. Again, both waking and sleeping. We'll talk about sleeping dreams. We'll talk about waking dreams. This particular episode, I got to catch you guys up. I got to get you back in the know about what's been happening since I since episode 10. And so this is going to be a very musical-based episode, a very midnight notion-based episode Uh, basically all waking dreams and all my waking dreams, because I can. It's something that means the world to me, so I'm going to share it with you. Uh, It's what I promised, and that's what I'm going to do. If we get to the end of the episode and we have a little time left, I do have listener dreams, uh, but we'll see how much my gabbing goes on for this episode. Uh, First off, a couple of news items. Uh, Midnight Notion is no longer a solo project. I mean, it still is, but now I have a band to support me. So there are now dates. I've now played two shows with a live band, and it is the most exciting thing to finally get back up onto that stage. Again, dream becoming reality. I wanted it. It has come true, and now dates are being booked for the future. Right now, the only current date on the calendar is March 2nd at the Garage in Burnsville, Minnesota. It is Disney night, so each of the bands on the bill are are tasked with picking one Disney movie and playing at least three songs from that Disney movie. Midnight Notion is going to be playing songs from Aladdin. So you'll get to hear some Midnight Notion tunes, uh, but then you'll get to hear our versions of some Aladdin tunes. And I will promise you there are more than three songs 
that will play from Aladdin. I won't say anything more than that. So make sure you check that out. Uh, another thing, Somewhere in Dreamworld. We're going to be talking about that a lot in this episode, uh, but the album is no longer a dream. It's no longer an empty promise. It has a release date, and that release date is March 1st. You'll note that that is one day before the Garage Show. The Garage Show is not a CD release party. Uh, I may not have physical copies in time, uh, but uh, the the record will be online. Um, but the CD release show is yet to be determined. Still looking at venues for that. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, so the record is coming out. That's exciting. Uh, the first single from that record is also coming out this Thursday. That's right. Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2019. You get to hear the first song, the uh, first release. Um, it's actually track three, but it's the first release from the upcoming record. And... Uh, if you're a really special person who likes to listen to podcasts, you'll get to hear it two days early. Ha ha ha. That's right. I'm going to be playing it at the end of the episode. So stick around. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, uh, episodes of this podcast will now be released on the 12th of every month. When I first started doing this thing, I thought, hey, I'm going to do this every week and it's going to be super fun. And I completely forgot how many things I do in my life and that quickly became very, very uh, exhausting. I got pretty burned out. So I will admit some of the hiatus was because of that, but not much of it. Most of it was genuinely, I had a lot of things going on, uh, improv and also recording an album. So, hey, why don't we talk about that album? What do you say we get right on into it? Uh, we're going to do the things backwards in this episode. It's time to wake up. This podcast has spent a lot of time talking about sleeping dreams, and they're one of my favorite topics in the world, but it's also important to me that people are following their waking dreams. I've always been one to th say, I want to do that thing, and then I don't just stop at I want to. I start getting really into it. I start researching, reading, uh, going to events, learning from people who are doing the thing, and eventually... I feel like I'm the kind of person who can follow my dreams. Um, so I'm really excited that that's a skill that I have. And I want to I share that with the rest of you listeners out there. If there's something that you really want to do in your life, maybe you just have a want and you're not sure where to go. Uh, if you put that in to this podcast and I read that or you, you send in your voice uh, through a call, um, maybe either myself or someone else that's listening can help you follow that dream and make it a reality. Because I just, there's nothing better than seeing something you had in your head, uh, a concept maybe, <laughs> and seeing that come to life. It's very rewarding and I highly suggest it. Anyway, uh, one of the things that I've been dreaming of for so, so many years is the Somewhere in Dream World album. Uh, this podcast is named after it, uh, even though the podcast started before the album came out. The album definitely started long before. I believe the first time I said, I'm going to record this record, it was 2006. As a matter of fact, um, I looked just earlier today at some of my old files, and the first song that I was going to record was, it's called Sidewalk, and it's actually still on the record today. Um, the first time I actually created a Pro Tools session for Sidewalk to record it was February 4th, 
2006. So we are legitimately 13 years past due on this record. Um, at that time, I was brand new. I was maybe two semesters into IPR. I went to school for audio production. And so I had all this access to studio equipment. And I was really excited to use it. And the concept I had initially was to um, to do a live album, even though I'm a one-man band. I thought that I could record each instrument, uh, play it maybe a little sloppier, get around that sort of studio perfection mindset, uh, and then write in between. I would write uh, transitions for in between each song, and I would make little banter uh, jokes or whatever to make it sound like I was actually playing a live show. And then I would use sound effects for audiences uh, to add the screams and the singing and whatever. Uh, and that was the initial concept, but I realized pretty quickly that would be a lot of work. So I stuck with just regular recording. So Sidewalk was the first song to be intended to be part of a record, uh, but the the first version of that record, which became Somewhere in Dreamworld, was 10 songs long, and it was a lot of the songs were songs that I had written prior to going to college, um, but a couple of them were brand new at that point. And again, this is 2006. I started in 2005, so I was writing them in 2005, um, and then 2006, I was starting to record them. And then I would take new classes, learn new recording techniques and go, well, I got to apply this to my record. So I started re-recording them a second time. And then 2007 comes around and I'm feeling like I know a lot more than I did when I started. So I started the record over again. And then I graduated in 2007. And lo and behold, I don't have any recording equipment at home. So the album just kind of went away for a while. So I saved up some money. I bought a new computer. I bought uh, a new recording system and I started working on it at home. And then lo and behold, the songs started changing. Uh, songs became no longer favorable. I removed some songs. I added brand new ones, uh, changed and changed. And I kept thinking, okay, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it this time. And then in 2012, I said, I'm going to record demo versions of four songs and I'm going to put that demo out and it's going to help me find band members and the band members are going to help me record this album once and for all. And while I was recording that demo, I accidentally wrote a couple of brand new songs and released March to Midnight instead. So then I was working on that record for a while and uh, I've kind of just shelved somewhere in Dreamworld and said, okay, maybe it needs to breathe a little bit. Maybe I can give it some time off. And it was the best decision because as of last year, uh, 2018, I went into the studio, I paid money for a producer, I said, if I give someone my money, I am now, I now have to get this done. It's no longer on me, it's on someone else, and they are going to they're going to expect me to get this done. So I had to do a lot of saving up to pay for this, but I paid money, I went to the studio, and Wally is just the most fantastic producer. He made my voice sound incredible. He helped me find what is really great about these songs, and his mixing is just beyond. If you listen to something from Midnight Notions, The Archives, and you compare it to this new record, it's it's not even worth listening to the archives anymore because the sound quality is just drastically, drastically different and for the better times a billion. 
Uh, so I am just so just beyond ecstatic. There aren't enough words to describe the excitement I have for this record. So I think some of the next few episodes of this podcast might actually focus in on that record, not just the songs that are coming out on it, but the songs that didn't quite make the cut. I would like to share even my raw material that nobody's ever heard before, because I am still proud of everything I've done. I'm just maybe not going to release everything to the public, uh, though I suppose playing them on a podcast is releasing them to the public. We'll get into that stuff. Uh, the first thing that I want to share with you is the intro. The intro was always going to be an orchestral instrumental, uh, because one of my main influences is, is Metallica, and when they play live shows, they always have an opening. Uh, the song is called The Ecstasy of Gold. And that opening is this orchestral movement from, I believe, The Unforgiven. Uh, I could be mistaken, but I believe that's the movie it was from. And uh, this instrumental plays, and you know that when you hear that, Metallica is about to arrive. So I wanted to get that same feeling, but I wanted to write the song myself so that I can own all the rights, so I don't have to do any licensing uh, problematic, you know, paying other, I just wanted to be able to have something that I can call my own. So I started with a song that the working title was Eerie Chord. And Eerie Chord, I'm going to play for you the very, very first version of what was originally called Eerie Chord. This was made with a program called Tab Edit, which I downloaded, and you could tab your songs out. You could write in the numbers and create songs through MIDI. So this sounds very much so like a video game. It's not real, uh, real good, but I'm going to play it for you anyway because I think it's fun to reflect on the past. So this is Eerie Chord. Yeah, that sounds like something an 18-year-old would write when he is inspired to be orchestral. <laughs> uh, there's not much to it. Uh, but that main piano line actually became, uh, I'm calling it Eerie Chord, but I also nickname it the Midnight Notion Chord. And a keen listener out there might notice that uh, it's actually the same progression as the last the last part of March to Midnight, um, which I use for my go to sleep uh, theme for this podcast. There's a do, 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 that's actually the same exact chord. And I did that for that exact reason. So I'm kind of alluding to only a dream uh, before its official release. So anyway, I listened to that and I just laugh because one, it sounds like something from. 
I don't know, The Sims or like, I don't know, something really video gamey. Um, but that was the program. That's all I had access to. That's how I was able to write music. And so that was that was giving me my creative outlet w- before I had the ability to record at home. Um, now, that song has transformed quite a bit, and I'm excited to debut the real version of Only a Dream on this podcast. I cannot wait for you to hear this. Uh, before I play it, this is a song that I wrote. You'll hear that it's mostly the same. I changed uh, a few of the notes, and it's a little bit longer. Uh, but this particular performance was performed by my friend John Hilson, who is a phenomenal musician. He does a lot of work in the improv scene. He improvises uh, the piano along with while people are performing on the stage. He's done it during some of my performances uh, as an improviser, and he's just fantastic at what he does. And he also has a solo record of him, his own called Lap Year, uh, which is all piano instrumentals. So I figured he was the right person uh, to make this sound really, really epic. I knew that I knew what the notes needed to be, but I knew that there was someone better than me who could arrange it in a way that really, really just gets what I'm trying to do. So without further ado, Only a Dream by Midnight Notion, arrangement and performance by John Hilson. Thank you. 
and then track two begins. Wow. I just, every time I hear that, I get a little bit of goosebumps. Such a good job, John Hilson. Thank you so much for providing your talents to that. Uh, it was always intended that the song would go into track two. Um, the original version, Eerie Chord, um, went into a song that was just named Intro, and that was just a quick little, it, I think it started as like two minutes, and then I sh- shaved it down to one minute. Uh, there was a long version of the entire record um, that still, uh, actually the most, even up to last year, Intro was still part of this record. But now intro has been replaced by a song. I felt like there was too many minutes that went by without singing. So I, I felt that it was important to keep Only a Dream as its own track and then start with a hard rock song um, and, and really just hit it home. So a brand new song to this record. Uh, I just kind of wrote it last year. Uh, that brand new song is track number two. And it's called The Lone Wolf. So when we get into an episode where I talk about The Lone Wolf as a song, I'll play intro for you to show you kind of the difference between uh, intro and Lone Wolf Wolf, and how they kind of actually are similar in feel and why they relate to each other and why one replaced the other. We'll talk about all that in another episode. Um, But that was only a dream. I would love to hear your thoughts of it. And of course, I would love for you to add it to your Spotify and your iTunes and YouTube playlists and share it with friends. I'd love all the feedback in the world. And of course, give all of your love and support to John Hilson because, man, what a great job did he ever do. Um, It was really fun sitting in to a few studio sessions with him um, to really get that thing just oh it's just so good the little dr- percussive stuff in the background the little high uh, celeste is it i don't know like a high glockenspiel thing at the end just beautiful just beautiful anywho i promised a second song on this episode so i intend to uh, fulfill that promise right now let's first start with the demo version of heartache collector Coming to you, actually, from around 2015. So this is one of the newest songs on the record. But uh, let's start with the demo version so you can see where we came from and you can compare it to how far we've come. Enjoy. Listening to these old songs uh, always makes me laugh. Now, this isn't that old. I think I said 2015, but it might have been 2013. Uh, It was written quite a while back. uh, And uh, as I said, it came from a broken heart. And uh, I'm not going to get too far into this story. 
but I want everybody to know that I took my frustrations with being sad, my heartbreak, and I turned it into an angry song about a fictional person. Uh, the lyrics in the song do not, absolutely do not reflect how I feel about the real life person who broke my heart. I respect them uh, for the choices they made. I accept the lessons that I learned uh, alongside them, and I wish them well in their life. Uh, but I took the sadness that I felt, I turned it into an angry riff, and I started writing lyrics. And when I think of this song, I'm actually thinking of a legitimate heartache collector, like someone who pretends that they're happy in a relationship and then literally murders the person, takes their heart, puts it in a jar, and stores it in some creepy cellar and and keeps these these jars of hearts in this cellar and then keeps going out to the next person. Um, so when I hear, when I think of what this person looks like, I would assume Melina from Mortal Kombat. The, that's the pink um, girl character from the Mortal Kombat games. She's got the three-pronged uh, size, I believe they're called. And uh, I, I always picture her because in later games, she actually takes off her mask and it has these grotesque teeth and literally rips heads off with them. It's a very violent character. So that's the person I'm thinking of when I play this song. I was actually hoping to film a music video of someone dressed as Melina literally murdering people, <laughs> but I felt like maybe that's a little too violent. If you want to make that music video, by all means, go ahead. Uh, anyway, it was clear from the onset that this song was going to be the first single. It, it just is so much fun to play. It's so much fun to listen to, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So what do you say we get right into it? Here is the world debut of Heartache Collector by Midnight Notion from the album Somewhere in Dreamworld. Enjoy.
but God for sick are never gonna ever let you go, go, go. She's a heartache collector. She won't let nobody get her. She's a love figure, heartbreaker, can't escape, but God for sick are never gonna ever, ever, always gonna be the better. We'll regret her, can't forget her, never, 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 never. Heartache collector. And that's it. That's the song. I am just smiling ear to ear. I, I just love that recording. It's so much fun to play. It's so much fun to listen to. And it was so much fun to record. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to hear your opinions on it. So please send them in as well as your dreams. That's right. You could send your dreams in to podcast at midnightnotion.com or you can phone them in at 612-643-0944. I'd love to hear your dreams or hey, I'll even play your songs. Why not? If that's a waking dream you got, let's Let's put them on the podcast. Anywho, I've been Bryce Kala. This has been the Somewhere in Dream World podcast. Episode 11 was brought to you by Concepts. And uh, I hope that you have a great rest of your day. I'll see you on the 12th of next month. Sleep well, my friends. Dream well and be well. <laughs>